Warning. Warning. The Surgeon General has determined that the sounds you are about to hear will always be devastating to your ears. Sleep well. Is it a doll or is it a baby? I love Madrip, He makes me match Joy, my favorite, my nigga Madrip, Obrigado. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Rihanna came in here to do some promos down in Paragon 7 Studios. Make sure you check for her on Streets 993 and all of the dope interviews she has popping this summer. I, I assume it's a bunch of, of people that are, are over my head or people that I'm not necessarily familiar with, but, but fantastic artists. Avriana's getting it done, taking care of business. I want to know, but F all that. <laughs> I want to know. When are you bringing those gorgeous women from the photo shoot? And how can they get oh into my this office? Yeah. How can they sit at these bar schools <laughs> and, do, and do an interview? What do we have to do to make that Well, happen? see, do I, we have to do? I partner with a different like brand companies. Dope. I love it. Um, you know, I, to, love, I love to see people partner and, and get an exposure. And that's, that's what this business is about. I love it. It's fantastic. So, yeah, I partner with different businesses uh, and I model for them. So I, I in particular don't know them like personally. Ah, like, hey, y'all, man. pull up to Paragon Studios, you know, with me. Yeah, we so, get, we get yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? But I do have, you know, like one or two friends, you know, that are baddies. You know what I'm saying? That I can bring up. I mean, it's always yeah, baddies. Is baddie radio <laughs> and baddie TV is always good right. for ratings. It's always good to hear the perspective. Uh, I don't. I don't get to talk now. When I was in when I was in Phoenix, my co-host shout out to to the lovely Miss Rayback. Mm-hmm. She was literally Miss Arizona. Like she was a pageant. She was a beauty pageant. Okay, yeah. Winner. Okay. So I had a pool when I lived in Phoenix in my backyard. I think if anyone's ever seen pictures of my tent and stuff, there's a pool behind it. That was my backyard uh-huh. in Phoenix. So I you was were like drowned. this close to getting her to bring some of her friends out to the pool <laughs> to do to do a show, but I just I just couldn't close the deal. It just it just never happened. But uh, but I'm just all jokes aside, man. It's dope to see you out there, getting your face out there, uh, mm. modeling, doing your thing, moving product. That's it's, that's that's dope. It's crazy because Real you dope. say modeling. It's like I never even imagined like was, like putting that that title on me. I noticed you put a lot of work. To make sure that you're in shape, make sure that you that you that you down for the get down, and, sure. and that's what the that's the rewards and the fruits of labor. So anytime I see a young sister on the come up, just doing everything that that she needs to get done, I'm I'm always always celebrating, yes. always always saluting, <laughs> um, always saluting Adriana. So I know you don't got a lot of a lot of time. You just you just kind of sliding through, man. So what's what's in the yeah. streets? What's in the streets? So what's, like what's briefly, I just want to talk about um just an accomplishment. Of course, you always know I always got the black stories. That's great. So I'm super excited. Um, we are getting the new Black Wall Street Market um mm. in September 
and um, it's going to be in Atlanta. Um, The specific address I don't have, but I wanted to talk about this a little bit with you. Um, Just, you know, with you knowing like our history as far as like what happened to the last Black Wall Street uh, here in America um, back in 1921. So I just wanted to see, you know, what you got, what you thought, you know, what the people thought about this. And um, is it something to be excited for or is it something to be like, oh, Lord. No. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about this project. You said it's the Black Wall Street. I'm not, I'm not aware of this. So you so said it's in Wall Atlanta. It's like a new shopping complex. Yeah. Or? Do you know about the old Wall Street? Like what that, no. what it all encompassed? No. Oh. oh, I mean the Tulsa race riots. The the initial what they Black down. Wall Street. Yes. yes. I'm very, so it's just a remake. I'm extremely familiar. So it's a so basically in Atlanta they're putting together another segment of town that will be black owned businesses that will be a thriving community for African Americans and for for ownership entrepreneurs all of that good stuff yes man that's dope yes so you're gonna gonna have everything I will definitely doctors dentists when I'm in the A make sure that I go and shop there I mean I'm big on shopping and and putting our economic dollar you know I think I think with what we're doing here in town Avriana you know I'm getting a lot of calls I'm getting calls DMs Mm -hmm. people reaching out to me all the Mm -hmm. time I think what we're doing is like Black Wall Street or radio. Yeah. Because it's a black-owned business. WVOL is a black-owned business. Yep. Streets is a black-owned business. Yep. We're pulling a very, very legitimate rating um, in, in, in locally here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really, really fantastic because that gives us a platform to where we're able to shout out and help local businesses here thrive and local entrepreneurs here in Nashville. Yep. But I think that that's dope with in Atlanta. You know, what, what happened Do with... You- I was talking about, actually, before you got here, I was talking about the Tulsa race riots uh-huh. and yep. what that means to society. You know, these are one of the things that if you look up critical race theory, critical race theory is a uh, academic genre basically saying that telling the truth about American history, talking about race riots, talking about slavery, talking about Jim Crow, talking about lynchings, Mm -hmm. not necessarily saying that America is racist or America is evil, but making sure that people understand that that's a part of our past. Right. It's our, it's written. It has been written. It's things that's been done. There are a lot of people that want that completely expunged from the record, meaning that there's no discussion of any of those things that happened. We're going to pretend that it never happened. They feel that to discuss Black Wall Street, the Tulsa race riots, the riots in Rosewood, the riots in Greenville, Mississippi, so many riots all across the country. There are a lot of people that feel that that should not be taught in our schools, mm. that that's something that should basically be expunged from the record. It never happened. And I'm just glad that we have a platform where we can discuss those type of things. Right, because, right. Uh, those riots were, were, were pivotal. I mean, there, there's so many to, to pick from a hundred years ago when Black people did not have the rights that we have now. We fought for for so many rights, so we have to keep fighting. When you see George Floyd, when you see uh, Breonna Taylor, when you see all of these people that are that are gunned down, we have to fight for our rights. A lot of people don't understand what Black Wall Street was, that it was truly ahead of its time. Yeah. It was extremely far ahead of its time as far as... Well, I mean, I feel like the black people, the black community back then uh, was literally trying to uh, make a change. So by making a change, we're going to house and we're going to create businesses and jobs to protect our people, to nurture our people because they couldn't get the proper, you know, um, I guess, attention and love and care uh, that they needed back then. So that's why we created 
the uh, well, that's why the Black Wall Street was created. Right. And so that's my question to you. How do you feel about? Is it something that you're excited about, or is it something that excited. you're like, oh, like? I think we should kind of like we should have that in every major major metropolitan area in mm-hmm. the country. I mean, I think um, I think it's gonna be a great thing. But just uh, to know like how it ended back in 1921, it's right. just kind of like scary. And I know people that think that that will happen again. You know, I've 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 talked to people about investing in similar communities in different cities, not here in Nashville, but there's always that fear. It's like, well, people will come and burn it down and, yeah. and torch it and, right. and, and lynch people and all of that stuff. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, Adriana, I can't factually say that that won't happen. That, and that's, seen and that's, the, America, that's where I'm trying to get right, to. That's the conversation America, I'm trying to get to. We've seen here, we've seen historically in America that, that, that we're very capable of having that happen. There's just, We've come a long way as African-Americans in this country, but there's still a long way to go. Oh, man. There's still a lot of people that do not want to see successful African-American people, especially maximizing the value of their own dollar. Yeah. And building up their own community and yep. keeping that dollar circulated within the African-American the community. community. That's one of the things yep. that I criticize our own people. I don't want to go Dr. Umar <laughs> on it, but we do circulate our dollars outside of our community. Yep. And other, and I don't want to make everything racial, but other groups. They, they buy within they keep, their. They keep it, they keep it local. Keep it in the family. So they have, you know, communities. So in your zip code, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to the gas station in my zip code. I'm going to the fruit stand in my zip code. Right. I'm going to the laundromat in my zip code. I'm going to buy produce in my zip code. We don't do that as black people. And that's just a fact. That's not Lance J's opinion or Avriana's opinion. That's just factual. Right. And uh, when we start keeping our dollars in our community, I think that that's a great way to curtail racism yep. and curtail prejudice by understanding the power of our dollar. I mean, we're almost 15% of, of the United uh, States yep, of America. So our, our dollar Matters. is extremely valuable. If we give our money to Nike and we give it to Louie and we give it to Gucci and we give it to all of these other groups that don't necessarily represent us, that doesn't put us in the best position. So anytime I see, anytime I see um, a, a group of people a group of brothers and sisters that are really uh, getting stuff done. I, I think that that's dope. Well, I'm excited, you know, um, and I guess uh, to give give my little two cents on it, it's something that I am very, I look forward to. You know, it says it's going to have, you know, some jazz clubs, mm-hmm. gallery spaces, grocery yeah. stores, retail stores, food courts, meeting spaces, bakeries, and restaurants, wow. all housed, all black owned, all housed wow. in one facility uh-huh. in uh, in Atlanta. So I look forward to it. I'm definitely going to be one of the first people to go visit it. Um, y'all let us know what y'all think. Call mm-hmm. in, hit us up on social media, yep. and let us know uh what y'all think and how y'all feel about the black wall street coming um coming in always always got some always dropping some knowledge on us before you leave let us know so who's who's on the docket this week, who we interviewing? What's on? What's on Streets Nine Nine Three? So we're um um we're actually working with a quality controls uh, marketing team uh, as well as dope s was it dope s i can't i don't want to say i can't say the bad word but it's like dope s only um ish only oh there we go dope ish only um and i'm just excited to be partnering with them they're gonna uh, be bringing a showcase here also along with um soldier boards management um i'm gonna be interviewing those guys uh they're coming to the city uh just to talk about you know how we're growing in the hip-hop scene so i'm excited about that interview Um, so make sure you guys be on the lookout for that. Streets993, Facebook and Instagram, and Check your girl on Instagram, Aviana the Personality.
No doubt. Always good to have you Thank in. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be, we'll be returning with the power hour. Just Adriana stopping by so we're not doing the whole hour. So don't don't at me and don't DM me and say, <laughs> man, where's Adriana? Where's Adriana? Because that's, that's all anybody asks me about is where's Adriana? Who's this, who's this beautiful young lady that's doing radio? Well, look, you? y'all, such I, and such and such. I have to thank so, Lance J for the opportunity and, you know, just offering the space and offering just knowledge, yeah, editing true. skills. Y'all understand is he does a lot always, to help always, me always, thrive. So. Always Appreciate welcome you to, to come and shoot any videos you want here at Paragon Seven Studios. Always good to 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 get up with you, Adriana. We'll we'll see you soon, and we'll we'll chop it up soon. Okay. Paragon, Paragon Seven, Seven Studios. Studios. You're not thinking I'm taking over the Carter. Yeah, we taking over the Carter. We're gonna bum rush the whole damn thing. Now just imagine. If the tenants cooperate, oh, it's lovely. I mean, they become loyal customers. They don't. They become living hostages. You're gonna set up a lab here to make the product. Kareem, you can hook up the computer system. Watch out for the workers, the money, and the product. The Dutter man, Keisha, we need a security force. Ward off the rival crews to screen out the customers. We also need lookouts here, 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 and here. Alert us of 5 volt. One place to make the product. One place to collect our money. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. My baby mama, mama Tawana, yo, you so right. I still floss the carrots with the rainbow ice. All your little mm. dudes, y'all be caught up in the hype. Mm. For real, dog, you're not no killer. Got my crib built by my man Bob Villa. Right. Seven bedrooms, Chris style in the chiller. Right. I think big, bigger than Godzilla. Bought my own island, chilling in my villa. James Lewis. I like it. I like it. You almost yeah. had me like Puff, man. I was, oh, about to, man. I was about to be uh, doing the ad-libs, man. Oh, man. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. You don't know me. Probably never will. But I need you to do something for me. Something that could literally change everything. You'll never get a thank you card. And yet, I need you to do it. And if that weren't enough, I need you to do it as soon as you are able to. If you do this for me, I'll do it for you. And for every single person you love. Deal? This is our shot to leave COVID behind. talk radio justice world mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous on the lance j show the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at paragon seven studios these are their stories i was watching a video i was on instagram and i was watching a video of steve harvey this is something from from a few years ago and I've been working with, you've heard 
Pastor Myron Edmonds call in to the show. I've been I've been working with him on a on an actual men's group and, and kind of a men's prayer group, a leadership group. I can think of it kind of like some of the stuff that the Gideon's Army does. Steve Harvey was talking and he was talking about his path to success. And, and Steve Harvey, who I who I respect as an entertainer, a guy from Ohio. Someone that slept in his car, someone that went to California on a dollar in a dream, all of those things. He was basically saying that to be rich and be successful, you've got to be up at four in the morning. You've got to work, 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 work. I've heard Kevin Samuels say this. I've heard a lot of people. Master P is into this. He subscribes to this theory. And I'm not disrespecting any of these guys. These guys are all successful. They've all exceeded probably expectations that they have for themselves and definitely expectations that society have for them. But this grind mentality, and you're and I'm putting on my, I'm putting on my, this is this is James Lewis. This isn't Lance J. This is James Lewis, healthcare executive speaking to you. This grind mentality, this mentality of waking up at four in the morning. Steve Harvey said that you can't be on the West Coast and wake up at 7:30 because it's it's already 10:30 on the East Coast. Stocks have 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 changed. Things have things have transpired in the financial world that rich people wake up at 3.30 a.m. or watching the markets and they don't go to bed until 9 or 10 p.m. because they're working, they're grinding all day. Grind mentality. Grind, 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 grind. You got to work so hard. You got to outwork everybody else. You have to you have to work an obscene amount of hours. And I've seen this toxic, I don't know if I want to say toxic masculinity, but but it's just Western culture that's toxic. That you have to work, you got to ignore your body, ignore your health, ignore your parents and family, ignore your children, ignore your spouse or partner. Everything is about being successful, getting to the next promotion, getting that vice president job, getting that chief executive or chief growth officer's job. So you can have more stuff. You can have nicer cars. You can have a bigger house. All of that good stuff. And as someone that's been on both sides of that coin, I've worked, look, I've worked 80 hours a week. I've worked 90 hours a week. I've been in the office. I remember when I was in Pittsburgh, I had times I was in the office at 4.45 in the morning. And I lived about an hour almost away from our office in downtown Pittsburgh. The grime mentality is a farce. Of course, you have to work extremely hard to be successful in life, and you have to do things that other people aren't willing to do, and you have to be willing to put in the time. But if we haven't learned anything from coronavirus, we should be focused on being whole people. It's not just about the grind, 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 grind anymore. I want to be a whole person. I want my physical health to be good. I want my mental health to be good. I want to have good relationships with the people that I love. I don't want to neglect my spiritual life. I'm a Christian, but rather you believe in Christ, Allah, Buddha, whoever. We have to move beyond this whole notion that to be successful I means to be a millionaire, to be a leader, to have your own business, that you have to work yourself to death. That. You have to have the Mamba mentality. 
I don't care if your Achilles is torn, you get out there, you shoot those free throws. I don't care if you're miserable, you're going through a divorce, you're going through chronic pain, you're going through mental health issues, anxiety, depression, it doesn't matter, rub some dirt on it, get back out there and play. I remember Ricky Williams. We ridiculed Ricky Williams, who was all-world running back, drafted by the Saints out of Texas. I remember I wanted my Colts to get him instead of Edron James. It worked better out with Edron James, who's a Hall of Famer now. We ridiculed Ricky Williams when he walked away from the NFL because he didn't want to do the press conferences. He said that he had anxiety. He would, do the, he would do the press conferences with his helmet on, and he had the, he had the tinted visor on his helmet, and he would do his pressures like that. We ridiculed him, said that he left the NFL because he was a pothead. The reason I'm bringing this up is Naomi Osaka, who's one of my favorite athletes in the world. Naomi Osaka is the number two ranked tennis player in the world. I think that she's universally believed to be the best player in the world. She is the highest grossing female athlete of all time for, for a year. So nobody's ever made more money as a female and she has she has dual citizenship, I believe. She's Japan and Haiti. I think her father's from Haiti and mother is Japanese. Naomi Osaka last week bowed out of the French Open. Now, she's actually better on the hard court than she is on the clay, but she bowed out and so many people ripped her. I was listening to Linda Cohn, who I love. Linda Cohn is one of the GOAT sports broadcasters. She's phenomenal was ripping her and saying she initially said that, hey, I'm having some some issues with mental health. I don't want to do the press concerts. People ripped her. People said that she was running a scam, that it's your job, all of those things. Naomi Osaka's situation is different because she's a solo act. She's not dependent on a team. It's not like Kyrie Irving when he goes AWOL. It's not like some of these other athletes. It's not like when Dennis Rodman used to go to Vegas with Carmen Electra during the NBA semifinals, the, the conference finals. Everything that Naomi Osaka has is based on her. She gets up and trains. She's the one working on her game. She doesn't have a team supporting her when she has a bad day. If she has a bad day, she loses. Patrick Mahomes can have a bad day. Defense for the Chiefs only allows seven points. They win. So first and foremost, Naomi Osaka doesn't owe any of us an explanation because she's not on the team. She's a solo artist. She's filthy, rotten, rich. If she wants to take time off, and, and ultimately she, she had talked about not feeling comfortable with the press conferences. Now, I've watched, we've, we've, played, we've played a lot of racist Breitbart and Fox bingo I've seen the comments that, that people have made about Naomi Osaka. And if you don't think that the racial comments about Naomi Osaka have contributed to her anxiety, you're not living in the real world. If you don't think that she's been called all sorts of racial slurs, sexist slurs, if you don't think that Serena had to deal with that, if you don't think that there's a cohort of people that hate see a woman of color dominate tennis after seeing Serena Williams dominate tennis, you're getting into where you might see 35 consecutive years of a black woman or woman of color dominating tennis. You don't think there are a lot of people that hate that, that hate her guts, 
you're unequivocally wrong. And I applaud and support Naomi Osaka's decision to take some time away from tennis. She doesn't owe me an explanation. She doesn't owe you an explanation. She doesn't owe the WTA an explanation. She's a solo artist, and her only, her 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 only, she's only beholden to herself. And and I support and salute Naomi Osaka. She continues to still be one of my favorite athletes, someone who supported the BLM movement, someone who's who's spoken out against racial and social injustice. And, and I hope this young lady take as much time as you need. If you never play again, you're filthy, rotten, rich. You have more money than you could spend in three lifetimes. You go on, young sister, do your thing. Lance J Show.